approaches. Blow the whistle, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, they can't hold a flame against you, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, got the game, it ain't no issue, blowing the whistle, I had enough with you, the championship, it is gone, ain't listen to you, I can't give it to you, cause you don't know what I've been on, this is the coaches, podcast, ripping up everything, off that, What is going on, everybody? Welcome back into the Fantasy Coaches. I'm your host, as always, Coach Steve, guys. Uh, We are into week seven of fantasy football. We are halfway through the regular season just about here. Man, fantasy's been crazy this year. But we got another great episode for you guys today. We're talking starts and sits for week seven. We're going to get into the nitty-gritty of all the teams. And, of course, Coach John's here. What's going on, Coach John? Not that much, Steve. What's going on with you? Good. I spelled Coach Steve completely wrong, so. <laughs> I noticed that last episode. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. I'm going to try to fix it real quick. I can fix yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Do you think? Yeah, everything's know good. You know, I can't complain. Florida is getting down to, like, the normal um, weather again, where it's not 100 degrees and melting. So, like, today was 83 and beautiful. So, it's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very happy. I'm very content with life lately. I love it. Good to hear. Good to hear. Well, we got a lot to go over, so let's not waste any time. Even though we don't have as many games, obviously there's a the first Biomageddon is going on right now, but still have a lot to talk about today. So let's get into the news. Starting with the practice news first here. Some guys that didn't practice today were Debo, CMC, Damien Harris. Uh, I believe some other guys I just had on my screen here, but I lost it here. If I could find it real quick, uh, Pat Frymuth got downgraded. Definitely not great to see. Hunter Henry didn't practice today. Greg Dolchich didn't practice today. Jimmy G. Dolchich might go back on IR, I heard, which is crazy. I heard that too. Not great. Uh, Jimmy G is already out for this game here on Sunday here. So it's going to either be between Brian Hoya and Aiden O'Connell again. Uh, Deshaun Watson returns to practice. Jameer Gibbs on track to play for week seven. Uh, Juju's limited, uh, Demario Douglas, Saquon Barkley, Daniel Jones, uh, Wanda Robinson had a full practice. Uh, a couple other guys, Deontay Johnson had a full practice today. So he's likely to return finally from the IR. Devonta Smith got upgraded to limited today. Dallas Goddard limited, uh, Jameer Gibbs had a limited practice today. Um, so there's a definitely a couple things. Dave Montgomery does not practice today, which is more than likely he is probably going to be out this weekend. So yeah. Um, yeah, not as crazy as last weekend. We don't have as many, I think, besides maybe CMC and, and Samuel that were like, oh, what's going to happen? So that's great. That's finally great news that we don't have as many. Thankfully, the players that are out are already out for the most part. Yeah. Uh, we already know like they're going to be out. They're not playing this weekend. So Correct. So All right. Uh, some other fantasy news. Uh, Terrence Marshall is seeking a trade. Carolina Panthers, young second, third-year receiver, decided that uh, he wants out of Carolina. Jamal Williams is back tonight. He's playing in this game against the Saints, uh, or with the Saints, not against the Saints, with the Saints. Deontay Johnson, like I mentioned, already returning. Uh, the Cardinals opened the 21-day window for Kyler Murray, so he I could think. be potentially back. He even had a limited practice yesterday, but I don't think he's playing. I would be awfully surprised if that was the case. Um, Ronnie Rivers to the IR, one of the backup running backs for the Rams. That would leave, obviously, Zach, uh, Zach Evans. Rams just signed Miles Gaskin. Uh, Royce Friedman was already there. They brought Daryl Henderson back from the practice squad to the practice squad. 
Uh, Michael Harmon got traded back to the Chiefs after yeah. leaving them this offseason. James Robinson signs with the Packers um, practice squad and Julio Jones from the back from the dead signed with the Eagles this weekend of oh, this week on a one year deal that is he is on the practice squad still, though. So he's not on the active roster just yet. Um, but yeah, John, I mean, some interesting things, not crazy, but yeah, a lot of sort of depth and a lot of depth moves here. The only one that really, uh, sort of sparks my interest for fantasy is Kyler Murray. Obviously I think Kyler Murray going back into that offense that has looked serviceable, um, could look really good. Um, you know, I think, uh, Hollywood Brown's like wide receiver 16 or something on the year. So he's been okay, but we could just see a little bump in production all around with Kyler back there. So um, everybody else on this list, you know, it's funny. I, I was, I was laughing about the Julio Jones thing. You, you think it's been like so long that he's been out of the league. It's like, he was in the league last year. He just was battling injuries a ton. So um, yeah, it, you know, it's just, it, it's crazy. This is kind of the time of year when teams will start to do all these maneuvers because they're battling injuries and, people start kind of they make decisions on players like a Nicole Hardman and so yeah yeah no definitely yeah definitely I'm interested to see what like Julio Jones maybe James Robinson if they actually stick with the team uh good time to go pick up Kyle Murray right now if you have an IR spot that's not filled with Kyle Murray already definitely should be put on your bench for now if you can and hold on to him uh that, I mean, that's really about it. I mean, Miles Gaston in the deeper man leagues is definitely an interesting ad because I don't think we really talked about him uh, yep. on waivers on Monday because of his experience, especially in the pass catching role. Uh, so it would be an interesting pickup to to make now before the week starts, really. So yeah, I but, think Miles Gaskin is absolutely worth um, this sort of a back of your bench stash right now. I mean, we're assuming that Zach Evans is gonna dominate this yeah but again that's what it is we're assuming you know we assume we also assumed that cam Akers was going to be the star and it was kyron williams so you can't assume anything in fantasy football it's worth you know grabbing them on sunday morning if if you got an empty spot of course absolutely we do have a question in the chat here more uh hey guys happy thursday i need your opinion on this trade i just traded stefan diggs in exchange for dj moore richard white and joshua palmer what do you think um i think it's you know fine it's good you got a ton of depth i guess so um i think dj moore makes me nervous obviously with uh, you know uh, fields kind of banged up right now but in the long run i think dj moore's fine rashad white we've talked about every week it's it's not pretty it's not hyper productive but he's getting volume so he's a kind of a rb2 almost every week and then josh palmer is going to be a good matchup flex kind of guy that you can always take a stab at um so you know if your team was decimated by injury i get why you would make this trade it gives you a ton of depth and starting pieces so yeah, this it's fair, totally fair. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you look at it as a whole, I, I maybe would want Stefan Diggs, but it also depends on how your team is. You know, he's well, he just said he's currently one and five. He had to make some trades. Yeah. So this is that type of move shake when you're one up, and yeah. five, you have to shake up your team a little bit here. Diggs is a fantastic option, but if you're not getting points from the rest of your positions, this is a great move. DJ Moore slides into a wide receiver too. Rashad White, I think, will have better matchups down the road where her mm-hmm. kind of be a better RB two value. And like John said, Joshua Palmer is a plug-and-play flex option on the good matchups, and this is a pass-first offense. So 
uh, here have his opportunities in, in game. So yeah, this is a perfect for what you're doing at your situation. Perfect trade. Yeah. At one and five, who cares? You've got to try and spark something here. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. All right, so let's get into these Week 7 matchups here. There are only 11 or 12 we have to go over this week here. So we will start with the Las Vegas Raiders and the Chicago Bears. And the question of the game, do we start DJ Moore without Justin Fields? Um, yes, I think you can. It's In my opinion, it's very similar to what Amari Cooper was last week without um without Deshaun Watson it is a risky start I think the upside is probably not there but the volume will absolutely be there he'll still see his typical eight ten targets and um I think he's fine you just kind of downgrade in your mind the upside that's there you're just like okay you know if I get 80 yards and a score that's a great day yeah no I mean yeah he's definitely he's definitely should you should start him still Definitely don't have that same amount of upside with Taysom Baggett now as the uh, starting quarterback for this week for the Bears. Uh, but you still start him. I mean, with, especially with Bob McGettin, it, it's like, how do you not start DJ Moore? He's got to be in your starting lineup this week. But in case people were concerned about that, had to bring that out there. Yep. Um, Roshan Johnson, Deontay Foreman. We'll see how that works out. Roshan is still in percussion protocol, so he may not right. play this week. Um, right. So if he does play, you know, I still like him as a start. If he doesn't, Deontay Foreman becomes a great start. Yep. Uh, Josh Jacobs, you start Devonte Adams, even in the struggles right now, you still got to throw him out there. Jacoby Myers might scare me without Jimmy G, but I mean, he's been playing so well. It's almost hard to not start him. Um, you start, you sit both quarterbacks, not really trying to start any quarterbacks. Darnell mm-hmm. Mooney, not really trying to start him too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oh, Albert. Hello, Albert. What's going on? Hey, Albert. What's going <laughs> What's up, on? Um, do you go back to, do you start Michael Mayer? I had someone ask me earlier, do I, you know, do I play Michael Mayer? He's got a great matchup this week. Are you trusting the one week performance? Yeah, I think, I think I am. Um, I think that it's, first of all, it's a great matchup. You know, uh, Chicago bears are a sieve, uh, for points. So, you know, Michael Myers, great. He also, in my mind, you have to go back to a lot of these rookies. You have to go back to the draft process and, and what we thought of them prior and I liked Michael Mayer. I thought he was super athletic. I thought he was a great, you know, great with his hands, good, good sort of, um, you know, good at the catch point, all those things that you look for in these um, fantasy relevant tight ends. And it was more just a question of he wasn't getting targeted. He wasn't getting utilization, but the Raiders seem to have sort of made that adjustment. He's getting up there. I think he had over 60% of snaps last week when he had his big game. So I'm willing to trust that a second round highly drafted tight end is going to start to develop in the second half of this year. So I'm, I'm totally fine uh, starting Michael Mayer. Yeah. I mean, you likely picked him up this week to, to, because you needed tight end help here. So you're likely going to be forced to start him. Uh, again, I wouldn't start him over like some of the big name guys still, obviously, if you're just, you know, struggling between having an upside guy like Mayer or maybe one of your studs. Um, even in like a good matchup for mayor, I wouldn't probably start him in that sense. But if you're, again, if you're, you pick him up and you need a plug and play, he's a perfect plug and play streaming tight end this week. Uh, same yeah. goes Cole Komet. Cole Komet should be fine, but not great. Uh, I think you need to lower your expectation with that situation. Uh, so, yeah. So just to like put it in perspective, I have Logan Thomas and Michael Mayer, and I'm probably going to play Michael Mayer this week. So that's yeah, just kind of the level good. of, that's the level of player that you could pivot from. I like that one. Uh, we do have a question in the chat here from LaRon's. Uh, question, 
do you start Michael Thomas or the Bears backup in a Superflex league? Oh, so he said he has oh, – it's a 14-man league. He has Dak and Fields, obviously her, and obviously his only other healthy quarterback is Derek Carr. So do you go with the quarterback here or do you take the Michael Thomas tonight? Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. So he has – he so has, super, he Dak. has actually, Oh, Dak's on by this week. Stupid yes, Dak's on by. Um, so, yeah, you got Derek Carr and then do you play Tyson Badgen or Michael, Michael Thomas? Thomas? Oh man. Um, so with I, I this think, situation, I'll let you think yeah. another second, John. Yeah. Uh, go with for this it. situation, the way I see it is that Michael Thomas is going to get you probably eight or nine points. That's mm-hmm. what he's going to get you no matter what. Every week he's been playing this year, he gets you eight or nine points. He puts up four for 50. So if you're okay with four for 50, put Michael Thomas in as your super flex spot. If you're looking for upside and you're willing to take that risk, Tyson Baggett is more of that upside play. And again, he's not a great quarterback. He's a Division II quarterback. It's the backup for the Bears. But the potential of maybe him throwing 180 yards and maybe a two touchdown or a touchdown and a running touchdown could be potentially there. The Raiders aren't a great defense in a general sense. But it also comes with a situation where he goes out and throws three picks and then just has a terrible outing. And he gets you three points at the end of the day. So it really depends on what you're looking for. I probably would just go and take the safe route with Michael Thomas because he'll get you 10 points. Not great for quarterback spot, but the unknown of what bag it could get you, I think I'm willing to risk it and go with Thomas there. Yeah, and I I agree with that sentiment. Um, I You'd have to kind of look at your opponent, look at the rest of your roster, figure out if you need – if you if you need upside or if you just need points and, and all that, so there's a lot of factors that go into this. That's why Superflex is so interesting to me. Um, but I would probably take the chance at Tyson Badgen. Um, he scored you know 12 points last week in mop up duty. So you know, and I think 12 is kind of the most you'll get out of Michael Thomas unless he scores a touchdown. So. I'm willing to at least take the chance here. I, I think Michael Thomas obviously is much safer, but even a bad game from a quarterback is six points. You know, if you get six, seven points out of a quarterback, that's a terrible game. But Michael Thomas could easily have six points too. And so I'm I'm willing to at least take take the chance uh at, at Tyson. All right. There we go. All right. Uh, over to the next game here, the Browns and the Colts. Question of the game, can, do you start both JT and Moss? <laughs> I think you can. I think you can at this point. Um, you know, uh, yeah, I, I think you absolutely can. Ty, uh, you know, JT, you got to start. Talent is there. He's got the paycheck. He's going to get the volume. So you start Jonathan Taylor. So the question is, can you also start Zach Moss? And I think you can. Uh, he's earned himself a little bit of a role right now. He's seems to have this weird uh, magnet for the end zone. Um, And in Zach Moss's mind, people think to themselves like, Oh, JT's back. So what's, what are they, you know, what's the point of Zach Moss? And and you got to remember Zach Moss is fighting for a contract. Like he's and and the Colts are probably love that he's playing well because he, they might get a compensatory pick if he goes sign somewhere. So, you know, it makes sense that they're going to keep rolling. And again, you have Gardner Minshew, who isn't going to steal rushes and goal line work like Anthony Richardson would. I think that you absolutely can play both. 
Yeah, no, I agree with you too. I, th- I think you'll see more Jonathan Taylor in this game here. You're going to see a little bit more with the terms of the snaps. The the touches are going to go a little bit more toward Jonathan Taylor's way. The one good thing is that Gardner Menchu is now the starting quarterback, and I don't see anyone else taking that spot rest of the year. Gardner Menchu loves to throw to his running backs. Last week he had, uh, I think it was the nine or 11 receptions for 70 yards to both those guys combined. Like that little things right there, We'll get Taylor his work and we'll give him all some kind of safety floor that you can rely on, especially with the bye weeks this week and especially with the way the running back situations go. That again, this is a tough matchup, though. This is a tough matchup. Cleveland Browns are one of the hardest teams in the world. So you have to lower your expectation for both these guys. But based on the way the running back position is right now and the way the bye weeks are falling, that they're good enough to start at RB2s. And you got to kind of hope for the best that, that the passing volume is there. But don't expect big upside with either one of these guys in this play. Um, some other good starts. Obviously, Jerome Ford is a pretty good start. Again, Michael Pittman's got a tough matchup, but I'm willing to rely on that. He's got a, enough target share that he'll be fine. Amari Cooper should be fine. David Njoku, I think he'll bounce back in a good matchup here. He hasn't played that well this year. I'm probably going to sit Gardner Menchu. I'm nervous the way this Cleveland Browns defense attacks quarterbacks this year. Josh Downs, I really don't want to start him at, in this game here. I don't think it's going to be a good game for him in the slot. Colts tight ends are nothing. Elijah Moore is barely doing anything. Um, do you go with Deshaun Watson in a one QB league if he plays? Um, probably not. Um yeah, I mean, it depends who your options are, obviously, but I, I just think the shoulder injury and, and, and to be honest, I don't think he plays this week. Uh, it, it sounds like he's genuinely like a game time decision. And I don't know why you would if he is seriously that banged up and he is really a game time decision. I don't know why you would put a quarter of a billion dollar investment on the field to just get hurt again. It's like on his throwing shoulder. It's not like it's like this could be really, really bad if this gets worse. So I think they give him one more week, heal up. PJ Walker is, you know, they just beat the 49ers with him, so they can do it. Um, and, and I think they give Deshaun Watson another week. But if he does play, I still probably wouldn't trust him. It just helps, you know, your faith in Amari Cooper and, and some of these other pieces. Right. No, I definitely agree with you on that. Yeah, it's definitely not the start in one QB leagues that I really want to make. Superflex leagues, if he plays, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, you got to. Superflex, you kind of got to. But yeah, yeah, especially this week. Cream uh, yeah. Hunt, uh, any start potential flex option for him, or are you not there yet with that? Um, had I a think, good week last week. Yeah, I think there's always flex option with Kareem Hunt. Um He's he saw a, a decent amount of snaps, um, then got a little banged up, and Jerome Ford took over for the second half. But yeah, I think you know, I, I think you can. I'm not, again, I'm not in love with the concept of starting, you know, the one B of a backfield with PJ Walker as my quarterback. But um, Kareem Hunt is talented enough that he can make he can make something happen with you know nine carries. Um, it's just, you're, you're betting a lot on talent at that point. Yeah, no, yeah, he's, he would have to be somewhat of a desperate play and, and you're kind of hoping that he takes over this backfield to, to start cream hunt in this matchup here. He had a good week last week. Again, I'm not trusting that he is going to take over yet. Jerome Ford did play well enough that I trust him as the main guy. So yeah, uh, he's fine, but I don't really want to go after that. Oh, we got some questions in the chat here. Just popped up. What's up, Johnny D what's going on? Johnny. guys? 
BPR 10 man league currently one in five. I'm starting to lose confidence questioning everything who everyone who starts basically questions everything. everything <laughs> Welcome to my life, friends. Johnny. Is ETN a lot tonight? I also have Montgomery, Jacobs, and A Chain. Uh, well, A Chain's not playing. Yeah. Montgomery's not playing. I would start yeah. Jacob over ETN though. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm assuming you probably. I mean, you got. It's rare that you see a one running back league, so I'm assuming there's two running backs, and you and out of the four, two of them aren't playing. So you got your answer in Etn yeah. and Jacobs. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's. Listen, it's one in five. I, I get it. I'm in the. I'm in a mental blender with you. <laughs> Just keep plugging away. Keep looking at matchups. Don't second guess yourself it's just sometimes fantasy football is a weird luck thing um but i think in in this in that scenario you gave us i would play etn and jacobs yeah yeah he's definitely not a lock but if you don't have any other options besides what you're telling us then he is a lock in that sense but he's definitely not a lock but if it's a one person jacobs if it's both etn and jacobs you should be fine with those two as your starters Yep. Uh, we have Patty in the chat here. PPR, I have some trouble flipping Rashad White for a wide receiver for my bench. Any advice on what receiver I should be targeting? I also have Connor. Should I get rid of him instead for more value? That's a good question. That, that is, is a, a good, good question. question. Um, I, I think, hmm. Uh, give me I your- would rather, if I'm being very honest, if I'm being very honest, I would rather give up Rashad White and take a stab at a wide receiver that might not have broken out yet, that might not have really had his monster game, and then ride out this James Conner injury because you're going to get Kyler Murray back. You're going to get James Conner back in like two, three more weeks. And James Conner looked really good when he was healthy, and Rashad White didn't. So I think you can trade Rashad White, go get, you know, so I have some players here for you. Yep. So some players I think that will kind of make the value sense for Rashad White. Uh, Romeo Dobbs, Tyler okay. Lockett. Uh, yep. I would Lockett's a great one. Lockett's Chris, a great one. Chris Godwin I would consider going after yep. and see if you could get him. Yep. Uh, I'm trying to see if anyone else is really underperforming. Uh, I mean, maybe you could go. Joshua Palmer maybe. You could still grab from a player. I mean, I don't know how much, I don't know how much faith – you have in the bounce back of Deontay Johnson for the second half of the season, but he would be interesting. I think Chris Godwin's a good one. Tyler Lockett's a perfect name. Someone who hasn't really popped off yet, but can at any moment, Um, you know, maybe it's, you know, maybe it's T Higgins. Um, I don't think anyone would do that. I don't think I, I don't think I could see anyone for Rashad White. Yeah, fair. Yeah, fair. Uh, yeah, I, I, it's it's difficult. I mean, I think you have to. In my opinion, you got to look for someone who hasn't really reached their crescendo yet, and it's mostly because of touchdowns. Like that's the one to me that like it, like a like a Tyler Lockett like hasn't really seen his normal sort of touchdown volume yet. It's probably going to regress in the second half of this season. So I think those are the kind of guys you look at. Right. Yeah. All right, over to the Buffalo Bills and New England Patriots game. Uh, is James Conner still a must-start? We've seen the last week or so, last two weeks now, that James Conner has been kind of getting pushed down a little bit, and Latavius Murray starting to inch his way up in this backfield here. Uh, are you, is he still a must-start for you? Um, must-start? 
probably yes. probably not a must start, um, but I think he is still a very strong, like still a very good start. J- the problem with James Cook, and we and we talked about it all off season, is they clearly don't trust him around the goal line, and so if he's gonna score, it has to be on a long play from like the forty yard line, because once they get down to the ten, it's Lat Murray, it, and and I think it has a lot to do with um, pass protection. I think it has a lot to do with you know, a veteran understanding, you know, how to pick up a blitz and things like that. And they, and they are just a throw it when they're down in the red zone kind of, kind of team. So I I think you can start James cook because he is explosive because he is still getting work in one of the better offenses in the league. But I don't know if he is this surefire must start week in week out. Um, the New England Patriots are not a scary team by any stretch of the imagination. So I think the Bills should be able to handle business pretty well and, you know, run clock out with James Cook and Lat Murray for the second half of the game. Yeah. Yeah. No, again, I don't think he is a must-out option right now in fantasy. I, I think if you have a lot of options, yeah, he's fine. But if there are better options for you to start, which this week is not really the best week, but in a general sense, um, he should be fine as an RB2, but I, I think he started losing that trust factor for me that he is someone that you can just plug in and he'll get you, you know, 13 to 15 points each week. And I just don't see that as a week-to-week basis when it comes to James Con- James Cook right now. Mm-hmm. Um, the only real two starts that I see in this game are Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs. They're the only ones that I am fully confident in that I get there. They'll be fine no matter what happens. Um, no Gabe Davis? No, Gabe Davis has never put up more than like 40 yards against the Patriots ever in his career. Okay, so, fair. I'm just curious. He's not, he's, just... Not, he's not on my list at all. I forgot him on here. Um, <laughs> more just curious uh, than anything. Yes, um, no. He meant to be on my sit list, to be honest here. Ooh, uh, Gabe, sit list? Uh, yeah. it's, I, the, I don't know what it is, but Gabe Davis does not do good against just struggles. Yeah, struggles. He struggles against, against the AFC East a lot, besides maybe the Dolphins. He does not do good against the Jets nor does he really do good against the Patriots. Uh, Mac Jones is sit. The Bills' tight ends are still trying to figure themselves out. I'm not starting them. Hunter Henry might not even play, uh, but it's not the easiest matchup for him either. Any, most of all New England Patriot wide receivers, I'm probably sitting. Uh, are you going to go back to Kendrick Bourne this week? Um, he had a big yeah, game I, last week. Yeah, he should probably be back. Yeah, I, I guess it depends if like Juju and and Demario Douglas are back. If they're both out again, then you absolutely can go to Kendrick Bourne just because there'll be a consolidation of targets. Um, yeah. But if either one of those two other guys are back, I don't know. I, I just am so I'm just so sour on this New England Patriots offense. I just they, it, there's no real light at the end of the tunnel like there's no chance in my mind that they have a good game so it's like all right like i'll take you know six for 47 it's like that's what kendrick Bourne's gonna get you it's like okay like you know (laughs) that i don't see them having a good game against the bills and putting up more than 17 points like it's just so I, i just i'm not you're hoping you're praying that kendrick Bourne scores a touchdown to have even a passable game at, the, at this point. So I'm, I'm okay. All right. I mean, I can respect that. Uh, I think Latavius Murray m- might be an option still yep. right now this week here. Good, decent matchup. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson's off the report. Uh, I'm okay firing him up as my RB two. Uh, sure. Zeke, 
Zeke's a little bit more like you have to be in deeper man leagues probably to be a feel more comfortable with him. Um, but it is a fa- more favorable matchup with the running game for the Patriots because the Bills have not been good against the run the last few weeks now because they've been hurt with a lot of injuries. So, yeah, Ramondre should, should be fine, and Zeke's a better deep, deep man league play for running back. Uh, we have a question in chat from Bry. Uh, are we holding Devontae Adams? Not impressed with his inconsistent play so far. Not sure if it will improve or not. Thoughts? Um, I think it's very difficult with their quarterback situation um, in terms of holding Devonte Adams. Like we're, we're certainly not dropping this person. Um, I, I think if you're getting frustrated and you want to trade him away, you can, you can do that. Um, but yeah, it's just, he is getting frustrated. The organization isn't trending in the right direction. I don't, you know, it, it's just uh all of it feels sort of weird. So if you want to get out of the Devonte Adams experience, I'm totally okay with trading him away at this point. I don't know if he really has the um, <clears throat> season long consistency to be a massive um, top 10 guy. I think he will have top 10 spike weeks, um, but the consistency is not going to be there with Aiden O'Connell or Brian Hoyer or banged up Jimmy G or whoever they roll out there. So um, if you want to trade them away at this point, I'm totally okay with that. Okay. Okay. Thanks for the question, Brian. Uh, let's get back into the games here. Now we next one, watch commanders and the New York giants here. Question of the game is Rondo Robinson, a good flex play. Um, yeah, I think he's a, I think he's an okay flex play. Um, the commanders are not a uh, particularly stout defense in the middle, so Wandale is healthy. He's looking good. He's getting targeted. His uh, snaps are up. So I, I think whether you have uh, Tyrod Taylor or, um, you know, uh, Daniel Jones, I think you could feel comfortable that he's going to get, you know, eight targets and, and, and be solid with him. I don't think he'll ever have a game breaking day, but he, he, for PPR, he's, He's as steady as they come. Yeah, no, I, I do like him this week as a nice PBR. The commanders, commander secondary has been atrocious this year to wide receivers. And, you know, he's he's coming off a decent game, eight for 62. Uh, I, I would assume that Tyrod Taylor is going to play a game, which I think gives me more confidence that Robinson should be pr- pretty fine in this matchup. So I think I do like him as a flex. It's funny because I don't have anyone as a sit for this game, but <laughs> I'm starting Sam Howell. I'm starting Brian Robinson, starting Curtis Samuel. Starting to, uh, Terry McLaurin, Logan Thomas is fine. Saquon Barkley and Darren Waller. Basically, start all your commanders and a few of the Giants here. Yeah. Uh, Tyrod in the Superflex leagues, not a bad play if he starts. I said, like I said, the commanders are terrible against opposing offenses this year. Darius Slay, it's like eh, kind of, but not really. Probably deserves to be a sit. Uh, this is definitely not an Antonio Gibson game, but mm-hmm. he's probably on the sit side. But I just wanted to mention him that you probably shouldn't be worrying about him this week. Because uh, I do expect the commanders to be ahead in this game. Did you see, uh, and this is kind of unrelated, but did you see uh, Jahan Dotson was practicing holding kicks today? I saw that you were very upset about that. I was very upset about that. I was very upset about that. It just seems like an insane waste of resources to have this guy 
holding kicks, but whatever. Uh, I have no idea what they're doing with him. I have no idea what they're doing either. Oh, yeah, Jahan Dotson's a sit. I didn't even put that Yeah, Jahan Dotson's a sit, He's way off the sit. I don't even consider I bring that up because he's way off the sit. I mean, he clearly is on special teams now. Yeah, he's not even considering a player that I want to talk about in starts and sits because he's already (laughs) sit. You should all know this at this point. Uh, Right, Uh, the Falcons and Bucks here. Are we starting the Falcons' pass attack? Um... Yeah, I, I think you certainly can. Um, both um, Drake London and Kyle Pitts and and, and um, John Smith, they've all been seeing a decent target uh, amount of targets every week. And so, you know, John Smith is definitely propped up on some touchdowns. But, um, you know, if you're going to give Kyle Pitts 10 targets, if you're going to give Drake London 10 targets, I mean, they're talented enough to do do something with it. So. Desmond Ritter has looked a little bit better. This offense has not looked as inept throwing the ball. So I'm willing to take another stab at, at both. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I should have put all of them in the, on the line, but I didn't, but yes, I'm, I'm okay with Desmond Ritter as a QB two in Superflex leagues. Like I like what he's able to do last week. I'm hoping that the road split thing doesn't get to him because he's terrible on the road, but it's a good matchup. Does uh, Drake London, I'll go back to as a wide receiver borderline wide receiver two the uh falcons tight ends they're borderline tight end ones right now they're getting eight targets a game like how do we not start these guys uh and they're playing better now like if they were playing bad with eight targets i'd say don't play them but they've been playing well the last few weeks now so yeah they're in my good graces in terms of tight ends this week you got to put them in your lineup uh we have a question in the chat from uh josh josh said uh would you trade cole Komet for rashad and rashad rashid for uh mark andrews yes yes I would too. Absolutely. 100%. Uh, Real quick, uh, take a look at his team. He asked us to rate it 20 man league. 20 man. Holy. Uh, You got Russ, Jonathan Taylor, Aaron Jones, Tyree Kill, Christian Kirk, uh, Cole Komet, and uh, Jacoby Myers. Love it. Great team. For a 20 man PPR team, that's that's really strong. It's a solid A minus, I'd say. If you get Mark Andrews, though, I mean that's just going to yeah. So you're so yeah, you're you're flipping Komet and a player you probably don't need for Mark uh, Andrews, elite tight end. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Great play there. Um, like I said, other starts. Mike Evans. This should be a fine enough start. Bijan Robinson. Obviously, you start. Um, you sit Kate Odd and Rashad Way. I really don't want to play if I don't have to, but you might be forced to. Uh, Tyler Algier, I'm start. I'm sitting him. I don't care about all the carries he's getting. He's seeing four points per game for fantasy. Baker mm-hmm. Mayfield, this is a bad game for Baker. Uh, Chris Godwin, are you good with Chris Godwin as a flex though? Yeah, good week I, this week. I, I still am. Um, decent, decent matchup. I think Chris Godwin is. Uh, he's. It's weird because we talked about how to start the season, Mike Evans was kind of getting all the touchdowns. Um, and eventually it'll just kind of balance back out where Chris Godwin will start. Yeah. yeah, well, Chris Godwin will start to get some touchdowns. So it hasn't happened yet, but the targets have definitely evened back out. So, yeah, I think once Chris Godwin gets in the end zone a couple times, he'll look – the numbers will look much better. It's just the problem is he's just not scoring right now. But last right, week man. he was, you know – he was like eight, six or nine. Seven. Yeah, he was like eight or nine targets, six for 77. Like, yeah, I'll, you know, that's good. Like, I'll take that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I just wanted to mention Trey Palmer. The yeah. Falcons sec, uh, are terrible against slot cornerbacks, and he's been in the slot receivers. Sorry, slot receivers, and he's been in the slot this whole season here. I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up his day with a touchdown. 
Uh, next game here. I didn't have a question for the Lions Ravens game because I didn't think of a good question for it. Okay. Uh, but are you starting Jameson Williams this week? Are you flexing Jameson Williams? Mm. He had a good, yes. good touchdown last week. Yes. Starting him. That touchdown was so crazy. Uh, yeah, yes, I, I, I think I would because that because of that exact touchdown because he just is that type of player that all it takes is it just takes one play where he gets a 60 yard touchdown and you're like all right well the rest of today is gravy so um jameson williams in my opinion if you put him in your flex do not sort of expect this slow sort of uptick in points and every time you check your app he's got a few more it'll be one one play and he'll it'll be all set and then you don't worry so so don't don't stress don't worry it could be you know middle of the fourth quarter and he'll have two points and then all of a sudden he'll just do like what he did last week so i'm okay flexing him for sure i'm okay flexing him i just think you need to set your expectation right yeah you have to know what your team is doing in here you got to know what your team needs right now if your team needs a big play James Williams is that big play, but you got to hope you got to know that there's a down play with him. But John said two points in the game, or you could have 20 points in the game. And he's the <laughs> ultimate boomer bust player moving forward right now. Uh, you start Mark Andrews, start Sam Laporta, Zay Flowers, Amaron St. Brown, Lamar Jackson. I People say Jared Goff is a tough matchup, but I think Jared Goff's going to be fantastic in this game. Yeah. Just you wait. The Ravens have played absolutely garbage quarterbacks this year, and they look better on paper than what they've shown us. Jared Goff's going to have a good game. Uh, sit basically the whole offense for the Ravens, Rashad Bateman, Odell, yep. Nelson Aguilar, the Lions are the number one run defense in the league. Yeah, I'm sitting both uh, the Ravens if I can. You might have to start them, but I'm sitting them as much as I possibly can. Uh, Josh Reynolds is fine. He's a decent flex play. He should be fine. Uh, going right back to Jameer Gibbs. Um, yeah, if he plays, yeah. It, it, yes, if he plays, yes. I'm putting him back in. Yeah, you're gonna start uh, Craig Reynolds if Jameer Gibbs plays. Sure. Yeah, I think you can. I think you can. I mean, you were you were able to start both Montgomery and Gibbs. You know, I think you can expect a similar sort of um, workload and split, especially with Gibbs coming off an injury. Now, next week, if Montgomery's still out and it's Craig Reynolds and Gibbs again, then maybe it starts to trend more towards Gibbs and and who knows in the future but I think this week it'll be a pretty even 50 50 so you could start both guys as as um flex running backs yeah uh, yeah flex running backs like I don't really know what to expect because last time we thought Jameer Gibbs was gonna have the workload he had he had 17 carries but zero targets but then Craig Reynolds had six had four targets in that game so it's just <laughs> yeah. like I don't know what they plan on doing with either one of these two I think you flex them as RBs or if you're desperate RB2s, and kind of hope for the best. It's not a great matchup, um, and I'm not really thrilled to start either one, especially with Gibbs coming off an injury. So, uh, Bryce said his season's on the line. He's tempting to make a triple stack with Jacobs, Meyer, and Adams. Well, you could have good luck on that, my friend. Whew. Good luck. I hope it works. It, it makes sense. The Bears are terrible. Uh, right. This should be a fun one. Steelers, Rams. Question of the game. Are we starting Zach Evans? Is- um yes i think you can i think you absolutely can zach evans is another one uh we talked about it at the beginning of the show we assume zach evans is going to have a majority of the role majority of the work um people who remember him as a prospect he was a five-star recruit out of high school very quick electric kind of player 
Um, so I, I think you can start him. We're all assuming that this is going to be his job this week at least. But um, Sean McVay loves to throw misdirection at us. And I think Sean McVay can be successful with any running back. So if all of a sudden Daryl Henderson or Miles Gaskin starts getting work, it, it would it, it would be a, a detriment. But I do think that Zach Evans is talented enough and he's going to get his shot this week um, enough to start and flex. Right. Yeah. No, I, you have to take a very cautious approach when it comes to Zach Evans, because I, I firmly don't believe that he is going to be the guy that sees. I think that he's going to see the groundwork. He's going to be the guy who takes maybe 12 carries in that game here. And the Steelers are an okay defense against against running backs. They can, he could run a little bit, but I don't see him being involved in the passing game. He wasn't really a good pass protector coming out of college. Uh, he wasn't involved in the passing game all that much in college. I expect the mixture of uh, Royce Freeman and Miles Gaskin to kind of take over the passing down works. So, like, think of him as more like a more athletic Gus Edwards, but, like, I'm not thrilled to start Gus Edwards most weeks. I mean – I just don't see Zach Evans to be a, a, a big play this week, but you might be in a, t- in a tough pickle. You might need to start him anyway, and you're going to hope for the best because it's a risky start, I think, this week here with him. Mm-hmm. Um, some other good plays, Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, Puka Anuka, uh, Deontay Johnson. I'm playing him first game back. I'm playing him. I don't care. Uh, Pat Fryermuth has a fantastic matchup. Uh, Kenny Pickett, I'm not really trying to start Kenny Pickett. It's a tough matchup for him. Uh, Tyler, uh, Tyler Higby. It's not a great, I don't see the target shares with him or Tutu Atwell with Cooper cup on the field. Now, uh, if they're averaging three targets a game, not something I want to play on a week to week basis. Um, I said other, other Rams RBs, I had miles Gaskin and Royce Freeman. I probably wouldn't start them, but you'd have to be like probably in a deeper man league to even consider those guys in lineups. Uh, mm-hmm. you going back to George Pickens with John T back. Um, yeah, I think, I think you can, um, I I think Deontay Johnson coming back kind of helps George Pickens a little, it it, it frees him up. It doesn't get as much attention and coverage. So he can be more of, um, operate in the mid to deep part of the field that he's better at versus, you know, trying to do this short intermediate route stuff that Deontay Johnson's much better at. So yeah, I'm, I'm okay. He's another one. Like I'm okay. Flexing, you know, it like, in a in, for example, if I'm in this same game and I have George Pickens or Zach Evans, I'm, pro- I'm probably leaning George Pickens. Like it's, it would be close, but um, that's, yeah, I, I think he's absolutely flex worthy. Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely still flex worthy. I'm just slightly concerned about the target share moving forward with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he's going to continue to see that eight plus targets in most matchups here, that that's the one thing that does concern me. But, yeah, we don't know if Deontay Johnson is going to play a full game. We don't know if he's going to be limited. I mean, I'm playing him no matter what. But uh, George Pickens is a fine flex play. Uh, he should be fine in this matchup. Uh, Jalen Warren and, and and Najee Harris, they're both kind of RB3s. You flex them both. Uh, Warren's definitely the better option, most options, because of his his passing volume. But I'm not thrilled to start either one. They're kind of just someone that's going to get you decent production overall. So, mm-hmm. All right, uh, Cardinals Seahawks game. Uh, you is JSN and do enough to flex for you this week. Um, 
No, not while not while DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are both still healthy. If God, if if for some reason one of them were to miss time, then I think JSN absolutely vaults into you know consideration every week. Right. But with both of them, I just don't know if there's enough. You know, he's even last week was what was it? Six targets, five receptions was like his best game. Yeah. You know, I I don't know. I just don't know if there's really enough. Uh, the good sign for JSN that I will say is his average depth of target has been going up every game. So yes. they're finally not just throwing at him at the line of scrimmage. They're giving him legit routes to run. So it's a positive sign uh, for JSN and JSN moving forward. But I just don't know. You know, I don't. They're they're never going to be Seahawks. Aren't a team to throw the ball forty times a game, fifty times a game. So it's like, all right, you know, I'll I'll. I think you're really limiting yourself with JSN um, because he's probably only going to see five targets. So that to me is just it's just not quite enough yet, and it's frustrating because the talent is there, and we all want it. We all want him to break out. It's just it just doesn't feel like it's going to happen until one of those other two guys are out of the way yeah no um yeah i agree with you i i don't really want to i'm not he didn't do enough for me to flex him just yet here uh, again four for 40 four, four for 48 is not enough to say oh yeah i can flex him in a good matchup here because the target share is still not there with him so yeah definitely not there yet but it trending in the right direction yeah. uh geno smith i'm going back to him even though he hasn't done well this year ken walker dk metcalf tyler lockett uh, hollywood brown's a good play I'm sitting any Seattle tight end. Zach Charbonnet is not seeing enough work in the offense. Uh, Joshua does have a tough matchup, but Seattle's a pretty good secondary overall. So I'm not really thrilled. And he's kind of been regressing uh, the last few weeks. And he might, I mean, surprise him. Maybe Kyle Murray plays, but uh, Joshua Dobbs, definitely not as a fun super flex play as he was a few weeks ago. Um, are you going to start Katerius Ingram? Oh, Keontae Ingram. Keontae no. Ingram. Thank you. Keontae Darius. Ingram. No, I probably won't. I probably won't. I don't. I didn't. I mean, I know he got the work and he got the volume, but it wasn't pretty. And I don't think that Arizona Cardinals are going to have a high-scoring affair with the Seattle Seahawks. So, you know, Keontae Ingram is one of those guys where you need him to get in the end zone to have a day and. I just don't know if I see it this week. Yeah, I'm not not really trying to start the Cardinals running backs if I don't have to. I mean, Ingram would be the guy because he's seeing the groundwork at least. Uh, Emiri Di Mikado, he was seeing the passing down work. But again, I don't know how often he's going to see enough targets to be that relevant in this game here. Zach Wirtz is okay. He might be getting beat out by Trey McBride now. We'll have to wait and see after another week together with them. Uh, Michael Wilson and both Rondell Moore. Michael Wilson is like, I think John's been talking about him all year. It's just kind of that, you know, big play threat downfield. And you kind of hoping for some big throws downfield towards him. It could be possible in this game. And Rondell Moore, Seattle's terrible against slot receivers. And he's been in the slot all season. So I'd be interesting to see if maybe he could pull off a deep sleeping big game. Um, you kind of good with these guys kind of not really starting them if he didn't yeah. have to. Yeah, I think, you know, I, I'm, I, you know, I'm still not in love with Rondell Moore, but maybe that could just be take lock because I didn't really like him ever. Um, and Michael Wilson is another one. I think it's a tough matchup. You don't want to flex him. Um, you know, Michael Wilson's 
I think right now one of those players that you look for either A, a super high-scoring game, or B, a good matchup, and this kind of isn't really either. Right, exactly. All right, let's get over to the next game here. The Green Bay Packers and the Denver Broncos. Do you start Javante Williams or Jalen McLaughlin? Um, hmm. You got to pick one to start. If I had to pick one. Who's the better option to play? Man, I, it's crazy. I want to say Jaleel, but um, just because I think Jaleel has big playability that Javante doesn't have, and they both seem to be getting you know similar work with a little bit of nod to Javante, but not enough to offset the explosiveness that Jaleel has. So I, I, I'm I'm willing if I had to pick one of those two, I'm willing to start Jaleel McLaughlin. Yeah, I'm actually on the same boat with you, to be honest. I think Jaleel McLaughlin offers more big upside, and that's what beats the Denver Broncos' run defense. Big playability from their running backs. And you've seen countless running backs this year with big play speed beat the Broncos' running game. And Javante's solid, but he doesn't have the elite speed that McLaughlin has shown us this year so far. So uh, both are good plays in a general sense, but McLaughlin, if I had to choose between one of them this week, so. Correct. Um, Jordan Love, Aaron Jones, if he plays, Christian Watson, Luke Musgrave, all good starts. You sit in Ross, you sit in Jerry Judy, the Broncos t- uh, tight ends. Samaje P. Ryan has been phased out for me personally in terms of this offense. Jaden Reed, it's slot receivers don't do well against the Broncos, so he's someone I'm not really actively trying to start. Um, A.J. Dillon is only a start if Aaron Jones is out, and I get him up about that but he would be start worthy in that sense uh you going back to Ra- romeo romeo dobbs um yeah i think you can i think he's you know kind of a low-end wide receiver three kind of play i don't again this is another one where the denver broncos i don't think will be able to keep up offensively with green bay and and green bay is just gonna chug away with Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon and no possibility. So that's kind of, I just think that that's the Broncos are so I've haven't seen a good Broncos game in about a year and a half. So, so I'm like, I just can't, I can't like get, I can't get excited about like, there's no way I look at a Denver Broncos matchup and say, Oh, that's going to hit the over. There's just no way. I haven't haven't seen it. So I'm just going to assume this is going to be a, sort of a low scoring, you know, 21 to 13 kind of game. And I don't know, I'm not, I'm not in love with Romeo Dobbs. I think he can be, can be started, can be played, but you know, similar to, I don't know, like I said, wide receiver three, it's fine. You can, you can absolutely play him, but he's not like a must start big upside kind of guy. Yeah, no, like I just feel like this is going to be a game where the running backs do take over a lot and they won't need to throw the ball as much. And we've seen that at times with the Packers that they have been very inefficient or very efficient enough they didn't have to throw. Uh, so, yeah, he's an okay flex. I think Cortland Sutton's an okay flex. He's more of that you got to hope that he needs a touchdown to kind of save his day. But he's been seeing tons of red, red zone work in the offense, so he'll be fine. Um, but, yeah, I don't really want to start anyone on Denver if I don't have to, and I do want to start as many people as I can on Green Bay if I can in this mm-hmm. matchup. All right, Chargers Chiefs here. Uh, do you flex Rishi Rice? Yes. Yes, I yes. do. I, I, like I, I absolutely do. Yeah, I do too. I'm hoping this is his big game. 
this could be it. This could be the game where Rashi Rice becomes a week in, like um, confident, not confident, but a week in, week out kind of starter at this point. Uh, I, I have a feeling he's he's right on the precipice. He's kind of right there. He's yeah. not really seeing the snap share that everybody wants, but every time he's on the field, he's making plays. So sure is. Uh, I think this is what should be a high scoring game. I think he has as great a chance as a touchdown as anyone else on this list. I like it. Uh, you start Justin Herbert, you start Mahomes, Isaiah Pacheco, Austin Eckler, Travis Kelsey, Keenan Allen. They're all starts. I know that the Chiefs defense is good, but you still start them. Uh, other Kansas City wide receivers? Yeah, I'm sitting all of them. I don't care. Uh, Quentin Johnson, uh, show it to me first uh, before I put you in my lineup again. Uh, Gerald Everett, not really trying to start him. He got a lucky touchdown last week. Jeremy Kennan, not really trying to play him because I don't think this will be his kind of game. He'll need to be used like that. Uh, Joshua Palmer is okay, Flex. Yeah, I think so. I think, again, this is a high-scoring relative. This will be one of the higher-scoring games of the week. Um, and, you know, Chargers are going to have to throw to keep pace. So, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. I like it. Yeah, me too. I think he's an okay flex. It's not the greatest, but he should be fine to get somewhere between 9 and 10 points for you in a matchup this week. So, all right. The big Miami this, Eagles game. Yeah, this is, this is a good one. This is a great game. I can't wait for Sunday night football. All right. So the Eagles are the number one defense in terms of allowing any fancy points to running backs this year. Does that matter? Or are you starting Raheem Mostert no matter what? Yeah, I'm starting Raheem Mostert no matter what. That's, that's uh, right. he, yeah, you got to. I mean, I get it. I get that the fear is there, but, uh, you know, sometimes we overanalyze in fantasy football. And I think that is just a classic, you know, overthinking situation. I get that it's a bad matchup. I totally hear that. But holy crap. I mean, how do you sit Raheem Mostert? You don't. You especially, especially with all the bye weeks going on. Like, I guarantee you don't have a better option. So you yeah. might as well play him and just take yeah. what you get. It wasn't a real question, but I had to throw something out there. Yeah, so. no, that's fair. It's uh, fair. I mean, there's, I mean, there's, there probably are some people who are considering it, but I, 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 I you just got to start them. You just got to hope for the best. Yeah, you start everyone on this game here. You start Tua, you start Hertz, Brown, and Smith, Waddle, and Hill, DeAndre Hopkins, DeAndre, Hopkins, DeAndre Swift. <laughs> Uh, Dallas Goddard, uh, Durham Smite, you don't have to start. Um, Kenny Gainwell, it's like, I don't really want to start him either, but he's just kind of there. He might have a decent game. Uh, are you going to start any of the Dolphins backups? Like if Jeff Wilson plays, would you play Jeff Wilson or is it? No, I, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't trust any of these other backups right now. I think it's Raheem Mostert. Jeff Wilson, again, could be a good stash. But like you said, this isn't a great matchup, and it's his first game back from an injury. Yeah. So, I, you know, I'm not jamming him in my lineup, but he, both of these guys, Salvin Ahmed and, and Jeff Wilson, should be rostered and stashed um, until at least until A-Chan comes back. Agreed, agreed. All right, uh, in the final game, Monday Night Football, Elijah Mitchell, Jordan Mason, if CMC <laughs> is out. Uh, I have a very strong inkling that CMC will be out. Um, and if I had to push my chips in on one person, <sighs> listen, I get that Jordan Mason came in in relief, but Elijah Mitchell, we've seen when healthy and when given opportunity can be very good. So I would put my chips in on Elijah Mitchell, um, 
Elijah Mitchell is, uh, you know, sort of getting a little bit of love from the coaching staff this week. So I, I think it'll be a very um, even split, to be honest. It'll be close. You can start either guy and hope one of them. They both have sort of big play potential in this run game. Um, but I just think Elijah Mitchell, uh, in my mind, is who I would be betting on. Mm-hmm. I like, but I get it. But I totally get it because recently it's been Jordan Mason. Yes, I'm on the Jordan Mason side. I think Jordan Mason will see the more work in this offense here. I think Mitchell might be more of a passing downs back if they had to pick one. But Jordan Mason should eat up on the ground uh, if he needed to in this matchup here. Again, CMC's not out yet, but I wanted to bring it up. Yep. Uh, I know me yep. and John were going to be torn on this, but uh, yeah, John's on Mitchell, <laughs> yeah, good, I'm on Mason. Yeah, so. it's a good question. I mean, it's like, uh, you know, um, you know, Burger King or McDonald's. Like, they're both fine. They're both good. It's like, I just preference i i prefer taking the chance on elijah mitchell but if people prefer taking the the chance on jordan mason it could pay off in dividends as well Mm -hmm. i love that you compare jordan mason to mcdonald's Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, all right it's end of the show i'm coming up with bad analogies now (laughs) (laughs) that is true that is true uh some starts i'm going back to brock purdy obviously the 49ers rb whoever that may be at the end of the day Brandon Ayu, George Kittle, TJ Hawkinson's fine. Kirk Cousins, fine. Jordan Addison's fine. I'm not playing Cam Akers, obviously. Uh, you going back to you going back to Alexander Madison this week, or um, yeah, it's a kind of it's, it's it's again it's a it's a terrible matchup. The 49ers run defense is great, um, but given the all the bye weeks, all the injuries, you're probably kind of backed into it, and mm-hmm. and he's you know fine he, he's a fine volume same as Rashad White just like a fine volume play get you some points but I don't think there will ever be sort of that breakout game uh for Alexander Madison but uh, but again you know 15 to 16 carries you're not you're not going to get you're not going to get nothing you'll probably get somewhere between seven and f- 13 points right yeah I mean he's already 18 on the season he's not terrible but yeah, I mean, you're going to start him because he's seeing the full workload on this offense here, and, and that's kind of what we need in most running backs nowadays. As long as you have a workload, you're fine to start. So uh, he's not a great play, but he's there. K.J. Osborne, kind of same thing. It's like yeah. uh, you could flex him, you could not, and I think your day would be okay. You, If you don't play him, I don't think he hurts your day. And If you do play him, I don't think he hurts your day either. So uh, he's fine either way. He's a decent flex play. That's, that's really about K.J. Osborne. So. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that is going to wrap us up this week, guys. Week 7 is in the book for us here. Uh, We appreciate it that you all tuned in. John, is there anything you wanted to say before we get going? Um, Please, Trevor Lawrence, play tonight. Please, for the love of God, I need you so badly. Uh, My two other quarterbacks are Justin Fields and Anthony Richardson in one of my main leagues. And I just traded for uh, for Trevor Lawrence under the assumption he's playing tonight. So now I need him to play. <laughs> we got a question on kickers. Nice. Let's do we go. play McManus on the Jags tonight against the Saints, or do we play Justin Tucker? Mm. He thinks the Saints are going to get a lot of snot stops in the red zone, which will give, obviously, McManus a big workload. Yep. Um, I, I, I actually think it's, don't. I don't hate that. that, And it is in a dome. Yeah, I mean, I think that's probably a smart play. 
the the Saints oh, no, defense not. is the Saints defense is kind of a bend don't break, similar to what the Patriots was were for most of the two thousands. And so, yeah, I think when they need to tighten it up in the red zone, they can and do. So, yeah, I think McManus is a. I think he's going to have a solid outing. I think he's going to get probably. I'm going to say at least two field goals, maybe three. That's my that's my prediction. Okay. I respect it. I respect it. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to go with Justin Tucker still, but uh, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not, a, I just like Justin Tucker just is an automatic safety yeah. play for me, but like, I, I do like McManus. It's not a, it's not a bad play for him. I just really hope that the, that Trevor Lawrence does play. It's, I think that, that will be key to get these red zone stops. Yeah. If, Rand, if, if, if Randy, if, um, if uh, Trevor Lawrence doesn't play, then I would probably pivot. Thanks for the kicker question, Randy. That's rare. We usually only get like one of those a season. So that was fun. <laughs> There's our one for the year. There's uh, our one for the year. Yeah. But uh, anything else, John, you want to mention? Nope. Um, thank you for everybody uh, who's been tuning in recently. The subscriptions have gone way up. So please hit that sub button. Um, we're slowly creeping. We're doing well. And, and it's great to have tons yeah, of go people. Go ahead, Randy. Go yeah, ahead, Randy. Go, go, go. Come on, Randy. Send Keep another coming. question in. Yeah, send Keep them coming, Randy. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, so thank you to everybody. This is, you know, moments like this, nights like tonight where people can jump in the chat, have some fun. It's uh, get their lineups tuned up and ready for the week. It's it's why we do this. Yeah, no, like I said, we appreciate everyone who does tune in, you know, whether you're listening live on our YouTube channel now uh, and throwing in questions like Randy is here uh, or if you're listening afterwards, you know, uh, on uh, Trevor Lawrence is active tonight. Yes, he is active tonight. So there you go. Go, go, with, go. Coach, go with Coach John. Um, again, if you're listening afterwards, whether it's on you know Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast, we do really appreciate it. We are here every Thursday and Monday, 5.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, talking waivers on Monday, starts and sits on Thursdays. And yeah, that, that's really about it. The back it is not far fed. We got a couple of clock hands. I've been feeling super duper. How the heck they know the future? Come with me, don't be a loser. Grass is green like Cooper Scoopers. Clueless analysts don't do the half of this. In fact, I'm backing this by asking if y'all remember that tough act interacting. Shh, like boom, running like Zoom. The highest and mightiest entered the room. High off the knowledge, I'm feeling the fumes. All players cover this nuts as legumes. Opponents are doomed, and these are the facts. I keep it 100. Like I'm running track Listen up Jack I'ma head back Back to the blowing up Blowing up Blowing it Go